0: Grain Maker. Welcome, everyone, to the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco, and we are. This is my. You know, how do I say it? I lost a bet. And my guest this week got to pick the pay-per-view that we were going to review. So my guest this week is my co-host on 4 Exposure, which you can see weekly up on Love Wrestling as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. So, Pluggo, you decided to pick WCW Greed (laughs) 2001.
1: Why Why not pick? Because it's the best wrestling pay-per-view in history.
0: I mean, watching it, it was pretty good. So, I uh,
1: because it was the last pay per view in WCW history, and it, it's a mixed bag of like things that don't make any sense, and 100%. also some pretty good wrestling. And I just wanted to see the look on your face when I was like, of all the amazing pay per views that have happened around the world, I landed on greed. This led me down
0: such a rabbit hole. At least I didn't WCW. pick
1: sold but out. out.
0: That's true. We or, would have been watching, sin. yeah. We'd be watching Sid break his leg because that was on one of those no. pay per views. Eh? Yeah. No. no. This led led me down a rabbit hole of like late or like two thousand late nineties WCW Thunder playlists, and like I would just go into YouTube and find like, hey, it's three hours of worldwide from May of nineteen ninety eight, and watch that.
1: Yep. Like, it led me down a rabbit hole. I'm not proud of it.
0: Well, that's but kind of where is- I'm at.
1: I uh, I was on vacation this week, so I watched the Dark Side of the Ring Bash at the Beach 2000, mm-hmm. um, and then I started down this rabbit hole of that, and now I, now I want to just start at the Vince Russo era of WCW and watch that through. Just because, to see how much of it you can make it through? <laughs> yeah, just to see the car crash TV that was that. Oh my gosh, what an awful tenure that was, but... I know this was an interesting pay-per-view, and I thought it would be fun. Since you lost a bet, to have to watch something that you don't necessarily want to watch—that's
0: yeah, fair. <laughs> I look to be honest. I enjoyed watching it. It took a little yep. bit of time to get through all of it. It was a fun watch.
1: I watched it the other day, all the way through. And yeah, it was something. Uh, shall we? Shall we get started on it? We we definitely can. And my first thought was that this might have been the era where cameramen didn't understand how to mask the deficiencies within the arena. Oh. There was so many great seats available for WCW greed.
0: Yeah, which came from Jacksonville, Florida. So, I mean, you know, the hotbed that is Florida wrestling, they did not come out that night. They were not there to watch the big boys play. No, no,
1: not not at all. (laughs) The adjective play. I mean, the main event was DDP versus Scott Steiner. No, no disrespect to those two gentlemen, but that does—I don't know how much of a needle mover that is.
0: Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> get to that one. But like, <laughs> look, it started off pretty good with J. yeah.
1: And so, I mean, don't put uh, some respect on Quiwi's name. That guy could go. I—he had the eccentric gimmick, but he could wrestle. He
0: could, and I think he surprised a lot of people when. You know his first little foray, and like I'm look, I was a fan of Jason Jet because he was part of Confederate Currency with an um, ECW with Julio oh. De Niro and Chris Hamrick. I think Hamrick's canceled now, if I'm not mistaken. But like, I have a soft spot for Jason Jet. I he almost
1: had, did a deep dive into him because he's
0: good. He was good. He, he like he had the innovative moves, sort of like a Nova. Or yep. like a canyon where he would, you know, like just come up with this
1: incredible stuff. And like he was on it was on full display in this match. I just felt bad for him because they kept talking about how he's the future of WCW on commentary. And yeah. uh, the future of WCW lasted all of like a month after that. If that they didn't because this was the last pay-per-view, so it didn't even last a month, but he was good. Yeah. I I was wondering what happened to him after because he seemed like a guy that would have gotten signed, maybe.
0: I think he did stick around in uh, like OVW or Heartland Wrestling Association for a little bit, but he Mm. didn't last like because they kind of brought in all the younger talent and was like some stuck around like the Jason Jets, whereas like the AJ Styles and that they were like, screw this. I I can make more money elsewhere. So when you look back at that time and you kind of see like, okay, you, you had, you know, these young, innovative wrestlers. If they could have got their ducks in order, they could have had something very innovative in the same vein as they did with like the cruiserweights of the late like 96, 97 era, which really propelled them into like the new generation of wrestling.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I was. That's what I kept saying. I was like, this this guy's pretty damn good to like be like because I think it was like his debut pay-per-view match. So he'd only wrestled a couple of times for WCW yeah. and I was like, shit, I got to find out more about this guy. And then, yeah, that was it. WCW died after this. He killed yeah. it. It's Jason like, Jett's fault. The match was very fast-paced.
0: It was it was a lot of fun for two guys that you would not think that would put on a fun match. No. A couple spots that were a little, like...
1: But... Yeah, but that happens. I don't, I don't I know. Unless, so. unless they were egregious. Queewee's dope. I, I don't know how he keeps his hair up like that throughout the match, but good on him. It's got the Cameron Diaz from Something About Mary going on. <laughs> Is that the secret? that the trade so. Yeah. That seems like he would need a lot. Uh-huh. We'll just say that. I don't know if Maker's a family show or not. But yeah, They're
0: swearing on it, so, I mean, well, you know, uh-huh. parents can have their conversations with their kids, you know, communicate with them. <laughs> yeah, we're not here to raise your kids. I'm not a role model. No, but. As Charles Barkley um, once said. Queery went on. He was part of the, what was it? The, the Rainbow Express and TNA after this.
1: Yeah, he got a little bit of a run in TNA, and yeah. yeah,
0: it was him, Lenny Lane, and uh, Lodi. But dude, Lodi was na- known as Bruce. They they were the Rainbow Express, I think it was.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah, I wasn't so... big on the TNA in that day, but yeah,
0: you missed out. I, nice?
1: I I need, I could go back every once in a while. I go back and watch some old stuff, but I should I should dive into some old TNA. It's should. it's a tough
0: watch through.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. There's oh, a lot I of know. garbage on there. Oh, I know. There's some old tweets or old posts of me saying I tried. A, I tried TNA today, and I made it 27 minutes. We'll try next week and Because <laughs> the- yeah, next week we'll see if I can make it past 27 minutes of the show. But it's good now. It's mm-hmm. great. I can watch it now. It's a very good program now. But back then, it was. A, it was a slog.
0: They did and have man. a lot of like
1: good matches,
0: a lot of fun matches on there but it was just the, the garbage outweighed the good in it. Yeah. So
1: um,
0: after that was a cruiserweight tag match because they decided to introduce cruiserweights tag titles, which seems like a good idea, but where they were
1: going at that time was kind of pointless. So such a great idea. This was a fantastic idea. If you would have did it four years ago. Mm-hmm. The set and the fact that you put this tag team tournament together with all these young and upstart cruiserweights and some names, you know, like the match was Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. No mask yeah. versus Kid Romeo and Eli Skipper, aka Prime Time. Mm-hmm that's a great idea again i don't this was what was so confusing about this pay-per-view it's like did they not know that the it was done it was over at this point did it happen that as quick as they kind of made it sound in some of the wwe documentaries you know how they revision his history a lot of things but yeah like this is a great idea crucially tag it these are gonna be banger matches and then like they put it on romeo and skipper which this mm-hmm. match ruled only to find out that at the last Nitro ever, they put it on Kidman and Ray, mm-hmm. and that's it. This title lasted all of three weeks. Yeah. Like they had the tournament, and then two weeks later, the promotion's done. They, if you go on to the uh, Cruiserweight Tag Team Title Wikipedia page, longest reign, eight days. Yep. Because that was it. Yep. yep. <laughs> That was how long it lasted. Eight days. And then Billy Kidman and Ray Mysterio Jr. One day. Not even. If you want to be official about it, they won it on that Nitro. And then Nitro was done some two hours, maybe. So Yeah. Four hours. <laughs> This was what was so this is why this pay-per-view was just a beautiful disaster. It was like all of these cool ideas, all these, these they were putting over so much young and upcoming talent on this show mm-hmm. to just be like we're done now. The, Sorry. And the match was so
0: much fun because at the same
1: time you had
0: uh Air Paris was a team you had AJ Styles mm-hmm. and um Air Paris. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um they were teaming up together and like AJ Styles at the time, young, high-flying, innovative—like that's the kind of guy you want to have in your company that you want to be able to propel the new. Maybe heights. you
1: should have promoted, pushed these younger stars years ago, and yeah. gave them some job to keep it going. Instead, you had to just keep inflating Hulk Hogan's ego to, to the point where the promotion. Now, I'm not saying it's all Hulk Hogan's fault. There are some other factors that play, but you know, all the big boys got all their shine and all the, you know. Just had to get it? my win, brother. That's right. I also noticed a theme, and we'll talk about it after this match. Is just everybody's two seventy five tan and jacked. Oh yeah. Just, just this is the era of just like if you don't have nineteen abs, you don't wrestle.
0: And, and with WCW especially, <laughs> like that was very noticeable.
1: It was, it was. Well, that was everyone's gimmick. Let's talk about yeah. it now. That was everyone's gimmick was. Yeah. I'm better looking than you. I look like... Every heel was like, I look like this and you're all fat slobs. That was the yeah. whole night. Every I'm, I was a, like, I'm a jacked Adonis. I'm a jacked Adonis and you're just a... And they, you know, like Sean Stasiak and Sean O'Hare and... Who's the other one? There was another Chuck one. Chuck Palumbo. Chuck Marshall. Palumbo, thank you. Basically, like
0: all of all the of Natural them. Born Thrillers.
1: All the Natural Except born Mike Sanders. Scott Steiner. It was just like... Yeah. If you didn't look like this, we hate you. Yeah.
0: The I mean the Sean Stasiak versus Bam Bam Bigelow match. B- huge Bigelow fan. He's incredible. Yeah. But man, did they ever like waste what they had with him? I mean, he had that little bit of a feud with Goldberg. Yeah. He was part of the triad. But like Stasiak comes out with this for this match. He's with um Stacy Keebler. And they look so uncomfortable together. Like it is so unnatural of a pairing.
1: Yeah. And like when he went for the kiss, she (laughs) kind of like, it just didn't work. It was like a first date and she was unsure if she should do it or not. And then I was like, "Uh, okay. And then like he had the picture throwing gimmick where he's throwing pictures of himself in the crowd and she's trying to hand them to him. And he is not paying attention to her at all. Like they did not plan this out.
0: No, not at all. And like the promo is just the drizzling shits. It's so bad because Listen, it is. Ex- it was exactly what you talked about. It Was like, oh, my opponent's a fat slob. Oh, I, yeah, better I look be good. Slow. Look at yeah. my
1: girl. Like I look like this. Of course, he, you guys like Bam Bam because he looks like you. <laughs> he's got get him. out of here. He has the <laughs>
0: charisma of a fence post. <laughs> And he was terrible
1: it was he so went bad. Chance
0: after chance
1: that's terrible. what I that's what I was saying like that was like it was like we had this awesome cruiserweight stuff it was really yeah. cool we had that awesome opener and then we get to this guy Sean Stacyak future of WCW he's a, he's gonna be a main event player and it's just like he was bad this whatever whoever's idea that was was not a wasn't a great idea he didn't execute it well Stacy Keebler For all of the good she did in WWE, uh, this was very green, she was very green at this point, like they, you know, so I think she was just trying to figure herself out. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have Bam Bam, who's not in his prime, it's not prime Bam Bam Bigelow at all. He still could go, but it just wasn't the same. So, this match just did not, it was not for me, and it's probably because Sean Stasiak's a bum. And like, after they had made the purchase
0: and they showed like the wrestlers in the WrestleMania press box. And like Sean Stasiak was one of those guys. Like you're (laughs) going to build your future of the company Because he
1: had the look that they all wanted back in 2001. He looked the part. Like, don't get me wrong. He goes out there. He looks like a million dollars. But he just, he couldn't execute that gimmick for shit. Not at all. It looks. I mean, so maybe he's like a super nice guy that doesn't ever like to act like a douche. But when your gimmick is you look like that We need you to act like a douche Like it just didn't work I think like something
0: happened He got canned days after that appearance Or something like that And that was like the
1: last anyone heard of Sean Stasiak uh, and, and Noah And I hope he's doing well today But yeah, that's fine I didn't need him on my te- my television set no. <laughs> I'm um,
0: 275
1: and just jacked, and You're not Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I made notes and like we went off topic on it, but like he was signaling to cut the music off after the music was already cut off.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. He totally was. <laughs> cut my music. it's, yeah, uncut, and it's already
0: off and you're like, what? So <laughs> uh, um, after that we had Team Canada facing yeah. off against the unlikely team of Hugh Morris and
1: Conan. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, because I didn't do any backstory into this pay per view. I was like, why is Conan and Hugh Morris together? <laughs> yeah, seems... I, I, I'm it's... not sure, but awesome and Landstorm looked absolutely jacked. Oh, dude, I loved, I loved the little Team Canada action. I love yeah. Landstorm, dude. That was fun, and Mike Awesome looked great. Mm -hmm. when
0: storm first showed up in wcw and they put like three different titles on him i so badly wanted him to win that world championship yeah
1: the belt collector gimmick was awesome because you just like you love to hate the guy especially like because they played up the team the canada versus america angle so for us Mm -hmm. in america like yeah we don't like that guy boo but he was so good you just Mm -hmm. like couldn't hate him like even mm-hmm. though he was not supposed to be liked, you were just like he's so good, I want him to win. Well, he had he won the hardcore title, which he renamed
0: the Saskatchewan Hardcore Invitational title. <laughs> yep. He won the US heavyweight championship, which he renamed the Canadian heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. And then he won the cruiserweight title and I can't remember the name of it. Ooh. It was something like kilos or I think. That makes sense. But- yeah. We'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to google that yeah but do you remember
1: all the members of team canada at that time i know that it was it was lance storm mike awesome and eventually didn't they get prime time
0: yeah they got prime time and they got
1: hacksaw jim duggan to switch at one yes. point i remember that and i the mike awesome of course and i don't remember there's who am i forgetting major guns oh that's right major guns because she was with the, the filthy animals or something at one point or those, she was with um that what that goofball team that was kind of am weird. i missing in action Or yes what they were yes, it. yes yes i need to deep dive back into this yes so many of my childhood memories are coming back up but yeah they got major guns to switch over mm-hmm. if that which, was a if...
0: Speaking of missing in action, it ties into for exposure because in a few weeks Joey Janelle is facing off with Lash LaRue, who was Corporal Cajun. So, oh my
1: goodness, yes, yeah, oh, beautiful plug there, by the way, dynamite plug. like that? So, I did. Um,
0: yeah, th- I mean, I loved watching Team Canada, Landstorm, best one of the best super kicks in wrestling. Yep. Like yep. it would just look so crisp, and I mean, Mike, awesome. He was so instrumental in a lot of like my watching of wrestling at that time because like you had his matches in ECW, which that was brand new to me. I'd never seen the guy before, and here's yeah. him and Tanaka just blasting each other with chair shots. Him powerbombing Pike- Spike Dudley through like four tables, throwing him <laughs> from the top rope. I mean, the dude was just a beast.
1: This was definitely better than the Fat Chick Thriller, Mike Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely a better use of him. Mm-hmm. They gave him I, some shitty gimmicks in WCW. <laughs> they did, yeah. That
0: that seventies guy and yeah. then the, the fat chick thriller, and it's like, what are you guys doing? He's so like, good. Just let him yeah. be this, and so yeah, this was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just let him go in and kick ass. Like you could have done the exact same gimmick as he had in ECW yeah. in WCW.
1: Oh yeah, but no. Why would you do that? Why, like why would you do that? We did. By- we have Disco Inferno in oh, WCW. We've got uh, Ernest uh, the Cat Miller, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah we got we all will. this. Got all this goofy shit. It's Mike, awesome. You need a goofy shit gimmick.
0: After that, we had the WCW Cruiserweight Title Match: Shane Helms versus Chavo Guerrero. Guerrero, how underrated is Shane Helms? He's
1: super underrated. Because this was, he's this so good. Great. It's almost a, it's almost a disservice to his career that a lot of people only remember hurricane Helms, yeah. but you get it. That gimmick was cool and it was over mm-hmm. as hell. And it, he beat the rock for God's sake, but like WCW cruiserweight Sh- sugar, Shane Helms, as he was going by in this iteration was money. Three count was dope. Like Shane Helms mm-hmm. could go. And then Chavo's, Chavo Guerrero, he's awesome. Like, if you haven't watched a Sugar Shane Helms match, go
0: back. The dude was so crisp in the ring. He was so talented, just like now he gets lost, I think, in the when you talk about some of the best cruiser weights because, I mean, like, uh-huh. he was there towards the end of WCW, kind of gets forgotten, lumped in the three count, more thought of as the hurricane. But, like, he was sneaky good in the ring.
1: And this match ruled and he had the sugar babies with him and (laughs) the sugar babies. When he when they said that, I was like, I don't remember that. I didn't remember that. So like I was like, oh, because he broke away from three count because he was the star. So he was sugar Shane, the solo star. And he had his own. Yeah, I Mm got to go. I'm going to go back. I'm going to just do it. I've been saying I wanted to deep dive into Nitro. I'm just going to start watching him again he had
0: one move and it it, like he jumped off the top rope and he did like the movements of like a five-star frog splash. Yeah. But it was a cross body and it just looked so damn good. It's like one of those moves where you actually have to go back and rewind to watch it again.
1: And, and we're talking about how awesome like Chavo gets, uh, he gets underrated at times too. Like he's a, pros pro like he missed never quite as over as eddie was but he you know you he couldn't have a bad match for chavo bro. so he put these two together this is what i was talking about this is what this is this pay-per-view in a vacuum it's like mm-hmm. we had the sean stasiac crap then we have this beautiful match here we had i just it was all it's like can't you guys figure this out
0: mm-hmm. like Do you
1: know that you can do this. You should have been doing this for a long time. This might have kept your company alive.
0: I wonder if that's almost like the the too many cooks in the kitchen, where it was just going in so many different directions. When if they would have just like had a game plan, stuck with that, because like you saw glimpses of it, but then you see that the drizzling shits that was Stasiak and Bigelow. So I and mean, then you what see, you
1: then you see they have the. They have these goofy backstage segments throughout the entire show where yeah. it's Buff Bagwell is doing like a documentary series and it's just weird and then you've got Dusty Rhodes eating 200 burritos you have the American Dream Dusty Rhodes on your on your show wrestling and your gimmick is he's going to eat a bunch of burritos and fart because they were part of a kiss my ass match. Right. So, but
0: yeah. Come on.
1: <laughs> it's Dusty Rhodes. He deserves there better.
0: Was, there were so many backstage segments, and I just didn't bother to write them down because, like, I didn't either. I skipped they were,
1: through a lot of them because they were shit. They were really bad. They were just, it was like, we gave, they were like, we're going to give Buff Bagwell a camera, and he's going to just be Buff Bagwell. And at this point in Buff Bagwell's career, they were trying to make him like a main event, main eventer type deck because everybody had left, really, and they didn't have a yeah. whole lot but that's not buff's gimmick buff's not Buff's not a main player he's a great role player and it was just like i don't care what's going on backstage with buff bagwell and lex luger no see buff is
0: the stuff totally fucked the good stuff
1: i i truly and i've said this a lot i buff bagwell was one of my favorite people in wcw when he was doing that nwo stuff and like early on like he's just he knew his role he played it super duper well but when they tried to give him more than he was capable of doing it just as like this doesn't work without a good per. like lex luger was not the guy to play off of buff no it just did not work for me the totally did, buffed gimmick did you have one of those buff like dr seuss type hats too no i wish
0: fuck you do don't you i like, had you i
1: had it? i had dr seuss hats like because those were popular when i was a kid but the buff bagel no. like big top hat that said buff across the top no i didn't but i wanted one
0: you had one of those dr seuss hats i did oh yeah i, I feel did. like i don't even know you
1: that's fine i was it was oh. a different time i was a young young lad in the game and those were super popular I actually I remember I actually remember for hat day for school, I put that on and I pinned all of my ball caps to it and wore like 20 hats on hat day. Nice. And I got picked as one of the best hats at school for that day. And I didn't win, but, you know, whatever. It was a popularity contest, bro. Do you remember the winner? No. Okay. But all I know is I'll see them in the long road back to the middle. Oh. cut heel promos here but yeah i love buff bagwell how could you not he was so much fun but it's just you could tell he was a fantastic role player like maybe one of the best like if you were like six man of the year buff bagwell if you're taking a basketball terms but like starter maybe not but either way he's a good come off the bench player yeah he'll get you he'll 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 know his role he'll play it well but yeah, this was at this point, they were just throwing stuff at the wall and it wasn't sticking. And anyway, so that was the backstage segments that was the greed.
0: Well, that's a great segue considering the next match was totally buff, Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell facing oh. off against um Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. And I they forgot ragdoll. <laughs> oh the pre-match <laughs> promo was
1: longer than the match than the itself match, yes. and then walking and then walking back to the backstage was longer than the match itself mm-hmm. as well
0: lex luger's hair was something else because <laughs> it, it looks like current day lex luger's hair but yep. on like jacked up lex luger body it doesn't suit him at all
1: And again, this was another one of these matches It only lasted a minute. There's nothing to really break down here. But this was another one of them, like, let's push the younger talent. This is a good idea Mm -hmm. if you're into Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo, which I'm fine with those two. This was a good idea. I think it was just too little too late. Again, Mm -hmm. you've you've already. And then, yeah, so totally buffed. Get out of here with that. I I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I always did like the natural born
0: thrillers though. I mean, there was so much talent there. My cat just went crazy. They just almost didn't know what to do with them. It's kind of like um, early 2000s WWF when you had like them bringing up all the guys from OVW, like Luther Reigns and like these guys who are just like physically imposing, like great look. And then like it's like, okay, you put them in a few matches and then it's like, now what?
1: Yeah, sink or swim type stuff, but they don't know what to do with them. And that but that was the thing. Like they did it in WWE, but they had all those other players to play off of at this end of WCW. They're throwing them out, they're hoping that it yeah. works. And it's like
0: there was nothing for them to go
1: off. There's nothing, yeah, nothing to work on. All of the major players had kind of left at that point. So there's really no like you know, it's mm-hmm. not like a big draw. So it just it was rough. But yeah, one minute was that match. Mm-hmm. Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger just got wrecked and off, which this was I like, didn't expect,
0: but yeah. not at all. I figured this match is going seven minutes at least. It's going to be a slog to get through, and then it's like, you no, know, Palumbo and Hair go out there and they, they just beat the shit out of them. That's what yep. it was. Yep, and buddy. this was like peak wet trunk look, like the shiny leather looking trunks. <laughs> yes, it, it was, was peak era for that
1: tanned jacked abs shiny trunks black yes. boots wet hair that is Ro- the early ruined it out yes so. <sighs> jesus what a what an era what a what a wonderful time for professional wrestling it's great and the now- peak the peak of professional wrestling 2001 greed <laughs> <laughs> that's a very high claim <laughs> I'm only kidding. Put a disclaimer at the bottom. Plugo's <laughs> views are not we do not agree with Plugo's no. views here on Grainmaker.
0: No, we're 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 leaving that in there. No. <laughs> no disclaimer. Okay. Oh. This next match, I know I should not have liked it as much as I did. But Canyon and Ernest yes. this is
1: very entertaining. It was super good. Canyon is underrated good. Ernest the Cat Miller is good, too. I didn't understand why he kept going after Mrs. Robinson as much.
0: Mrs. Jones?
1: Mrs. Jones. Why did I say Mrs. Robinson? Either way, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Robinson, same thing, same vein. I don't know. Why he was going after Mrs. Jones as much, I don't know. I should have maybe paid attention to this – Weeks leading up or something, but yeah, it was a good, fun match. They got a lot of time. This thing went longer Mm -hmm. than I expected, but I guess with Buff and, you know, Luger only going a minute makes sense. (laughs) The crowd was really into this match too. They were like Ernest. The cat Miller is, was, is more over than I thought. Mm -hmm. And and fun fact, he had the original, somebody call my mama
0: Mm
1: -hmm. entrance theme. He didn't have it for this show. No, when he was in WWF,
0: he had it because yeah. uh, I remember that Royal Rumble clip. Uh, he ran out to the ring with Lamar, and they did their dance to that song. Yeah, and then they, and gave, they gave it to that
1: Ty- Tyrus guy that tied it. You yeah. know, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That funk- yeah. Funkadelics.
0: Um, speaking of theme musics, WCW was notorious at that time for like ripping off like popular songs, and I swear Canyon's theme is a rip off of "Come Down" by Bush.
1: Do you think so? I was the music throughout that night. I just kept like very generic. I was like, this is the era before like really good theme music. But WCW never really had any great theme music from like, you know, they had like the NWO, obviously, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But like Booker T's was very iconic. But yeah, a lot of it's just generic beats. And you're just like, all mm-hmm. right.
0: <laughs> well, because I mean, Jericho's reminded me, I want to say, of even flow i think that's what it was by pearl jam ddps was a nirvana smells like teen spirit yeah and i swear canyons was a ripoff of come down
1: like it sounded like i did a double take when i listened to it (laughs) maybe maybe we we splice in the songs that we think they're supposed to be over the ones they actually were on their entrances that could be fun yeah but yeah this match was fun i had a good time with it i had better like you said better time than i thought uh, Canyon Canyon was so good, man. It's yeah. uh, it's unfortunate that he died so young, and but he was so talented. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly talented. The cat's
0: one of his finishing moves was known as the feeliner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Just because his, his nickname is the cat net, everything has to be like cat related. You know. Like, yeah,
1: Blair. Duh
0: let you know a little secret. Yes, that's how it works. No, it doesn't. It can be cat adjacent. But but why why why
1: the, you got to understand the, the the fans, we got to the, the fans got to know. They got it's got to it make all has sense. to be tied together. Yeah, it's got to make sense. Well, come on. Come on. feliner <laughs> feliner is a great name for a finisher.
0: And doesn't second. sound it
1: doesn't sound super imposing, but it's a great no. name for a finisher.
0: Second, what even was the Cats faction at the time? Because you had him, you had Mrs. Jones, yeah. and then you had M.I. Smooth, who did a run-in. Yes. Was i was his gonna... limo driver, the former ice train.
1: <laughs> and I, they even said, he's not his limo driver anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's just deciding that today's the day he's going to go from limo driver to professional wrestler. Like he just he would train when he wasn't driving limos? I guess. Because wasn't Ernest the Cat? He was in charge of the the whole shebang for a hot minute there. Like He He was like the GM type head figure. The commish commish type figure. So, yeah, I don't know what that was. Again, it it doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. Like they don't explain it really well. The commentary team was Tony Schiavone and
0: Scott Hudson.
1: Scott Hudson. And they did. I mean, Schiavone did. But Scott Hudson doesn't know what he's talking about (laughs) sometimes. So yeah, Smooth all of a sudden he's not a limo driver anymore. But did we see anything from Smooth after that? I don't think we did. I think, I don't think so. Because the not... company died. I'm gonna look it up right away, but I don't think we did. I mean, no, after it, that, it, oh, it, it was Smooth shows up, drives limos, saves Ernest the Cat Miller, never nice. to be seen again.
0: That's all you needed from him. He was employee of the month when it came to that. Do yeah. you know Ern- Ernest the Cat Miller still wrestling? I can believe it. Yeah. Oh, well, he believe- wrestled. Oh, well, yeah. He wrestled at that GCW show uh, last year.
1: Yeah. Four cups I, stuffed. He, he did. That's right. Were you at that one? No. No. No, I don't. I haven't been to a GCW show. They don't come around here too often. GCW, I mean, they, come to b- level, too. they come to bigger venues every once in a while. So, maybe, I mean, I should get to one. That'd be fun. Where's I the camera? time. GCW had that run. They had like Ernest the Cat Miller. Two, court, two cold Scorpio was on for a hot mm-hmm. minute. He's still going. They like to bring out the legends. I'm looking up Ernest Miller's like match listing, mm.
0: and man, there was some great stuff in there.
1: Oh yeah, he could go. Don't 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 sleep on the cat. The no. feliner for life, baby. Like
0: there was a two on one. War Games qualifying match of him versus Chronic. So, you know, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I said, I'm going to have to. This is good. This is like sparking my interest to deep dive into some old WCW. Maybe I can get Mrs. Pluggo to give her commentary on it too.
0: If you guys should do that, I would watch a Twitch stream of that. that would be right. Tough.
1: That has been, that has been suggested from other people is that I should watch things with her and see what she thinks. Cause she gives like the best commentary ever. Like she called Eddie Edwards, a monster can once. monster can like he looks like he dresses like a can of monster and I just now I can't now I can't unsee it no that's that's (laughs) about right um fun fact
0: because we're talking about Ernest Miller and Miss Jones Miss Jones wrestled three matches in WCW oh I did not know that one of them being against
1: Jeff Jarrett of course that guy has wrestled everyone.
0: He has. How is he not in the conversation of greatest wrestlers of all time? Like look at that. Look at the, the length. The, oh, I'll leave. Arc.
1: I can I can just go. His career arc finally belted up in AEW. I well, mean, let's what oh. let a perfect segue to the fact that Jeff Jarrett wrestled on this card. Was that the next match already? I think I'm it's pretty it up think it's pretty close it, it's got to be it was jeff oh, yeah. jeff Jarrett, rick flair whoa, 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 oh oh whoa, whoa. Whoa. pump whoa. the
0: tie pump the brakes first up we had booker t and rick steiner for the wcws
1: <laughs> title <laughs> yes with the shane what? douglas running what was this shit this was first of all again i didn't even realize that rick steiner was the united states championship booker t they did this. They cut the. I'm gonna say this, and I and I think that we have talked about soundboards today. That's mm-hmm. been our thing. Um, if you're listening to this, we when we recorded for exposure, we talked about sounds. Booker T is a walking catchphrase. That's all he did in his promo leading up to it. Just catchphrase, 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 sucker. And then he said, like, I'm going to go after the title that's eluded me eight years. I didn't know that Booker T had not won the United States. I forgot. I figured he had already won that thing. Yeah, same. And so, yeah, it was Rick Steiner with his bite me gimmick, which, by the way, F Rick Steiner. <laughs> Just to throw that oh, out yeah. there. Piece of if, shit. <laughs> if
0: you want some, come get some. If you don't like me, you can bite me.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. this match This match sucked. I'm sorry. They didn't have good chemistry. Booker and Rick, it just didn't click well. Then you had Shane Douglas go after Rick Steiner and cost him the belt because he's mad at him for losing the belt to him. What is the booking here? Like the way you structured that match and
0: then, oh yeah, your face challenger is going to win, but he's going to get beat down the entire match. He's only going to win by outside interference from Shane Douglas
1: exactly booker, it's booker t it's one of your one of your top, at stars. That point, top stars of the company and you made him look real silly there yeah but he ends up being united states champion so but they did that but they but they did that to booker t all the time when he won the world title they made him look really silly the way that they book bash at the beach 2000 like they just for some reason were just like we're gonna mess with booker t mm-hmm. now Granted, I mean, the way he does commentary on Tuesday nights, I, I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but not back then. Not back no, then. Back, I, d- back I didn't understand then. it. No, didn't make not. sense. I don't know who booked this show. I don't know if Russo was still in charge or Bischoff was back or whoever was in charge at this point. I don't remember because it got kind of convoluted at that point. But,
0: yeah. Uh, that's one I would love to know, like, who – put together these matches like, cause it feels like it was like four different people each with a different vision being like, Oh, this is what we're going to do with this match, this match, this match. And like, they just put it all together. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, after that, we had the uh, small fruit fly. We had uh, the tag team match. It was a kiss my ass match. <laughs> so with it's Dustin Rhodes and dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair and the chosen one.
1: Jeff Jeff Jarrett's chosen one and the whole lead up to this one was you know Dusty's gonna eat a bunch of burritos baby that's what Mm -hmm. he's doing Dustin's like are you sure he's like yeah and then Rick was trying to get Jarrett to wrestle most of the match trying to get out of wrestling it how checked out was Ric Flair at
0: this time he wrestled in like a t-shirt and dress pants
1: Yeah, it wasn't even T. It was like a button-up Hawaiian shirt. Like, he was just in, like, his gear. He didn't even... And then, let's be honest, like, how checked out was, like, Dusty at this point? Like, he was... I mean, he was going with it, but you could kind of tell, like, granted, it's... They're not in their primes at any stretch, but, like, you could just tell he was just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Just here for a payday. Yeah, just here to get paid. (laughs) Dustin and uh, Jarrett did most of the heavy lifting here, obviously, the payoff was, you know, Ric Flair was supposed to kiss Dusty's ass, but Jeff Jarrett got the stink face. And then Dusty forgot to pull his pants back up. <laughs> He's just in the ring and Dustin, like walks over to him and pulls his pants up for him. Because Dusty's just like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Dusty's just living the gimmick, brother. <laughs> I was like, who put this on? Whose idea was this? Two oh. legends in the game. Let's have this awkward kiss ass match for yeah. no reason and oh my god it was awesome it was so bad
0: they brought out the donkey too right like that was there or was that just during the hype videos
1: that was just during the hype videos they okay. didn't bring it out so it was, I don't know why not they should have brought yeah. it out
0: but, Would have yeah. made more sense
1: I have to imagine if Dusty ate 40 burritos before that match though like in like if you're doing kayfabe like that has to hurt like, he had to have been hurting How many burritos could you crush? Depends on the burrito. If we're talking like a Chipotle burrito that's just packed to the gills, maybe maybe two if I'm really pushing my luck, but like Taco Bell. Taco Bell, like five layer burrito. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, if you put me on the spot, I could do like probably go probably go hard. Five, maybe. Yeah. I could probably go. I could go, I could throw down some taco bell. Like, don't. I had tacos last night. I had like six. I don't remember the last time I had Taco but, Bell, like but I overlo- I overloaded it. them. Yeah, too much. Yeah. I put not too much. I had I was fine, but I mean I packed those things in, and I had chips on the side. I was going crazy. Yeah, you were going ham for Taco. I, was. Taco I don't Friday Taco Friday. Yeah. We were going to do pizza, but we're probably having pizza a different at different points this weekend. So we were like,
0: "Yeah, hey, let's do tacos." Yeah, can't go wrong. No. After that, we had the – the fact that this they – I'm on cage match right now because I didn't want to miss anything. And Sometimes they'll put the star ratings from the Observer newsletter. Yeah. Next match got a three-and-a-half star rating, and I don't understand
1: how. Put it dusty and Rick get
0: yeah. – It doesn't have a star there.
1: That makes sense. That's fair. I I wouldn't want to put a star on that either. <laughs> there was three <laughs> matches that
0: had star ratings. Um, the main event, the first match, Jason Jed and Quiwi, which had three and three point seven five. Wow! The cruiserweight tag match, which had four, and then the main event, which is three point five. <laughs> yeah. How many times do okay. you think DDP and Scott Steiner wrestled main events in WCW? Because. It seems like it was every second pay-per-view. They would just trot those two out there and be like, eh, go wrestle.
1: Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, well, let's fail safe. Then this one was like, "It was this was the main event. And I, it didn't feel very, it was supposed to be a false count anywhere match, but most of it took place in the ring. Scott Steiner, or Scott Rick Steiner got involved a little bit. I mean, I don't know how he got three and a half stars out of this thing. That's the thing. Like to me, it was just there. Like nothing happened in this match. No, nope, nothing happened. It ended quicker than I thought it would. Scott Steiner still your WCW champion, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I thought DDP Desha- was going to win, and Madasia got involved. Yeah. Which again, that that was what was confusing to me. So like he's getting on Madasia for getting involved. False count anywhere, which usually means anything goes. But yet there's rope breaks. <laughs> they could just, <laughs> there were rope breaks. Like, no, there's no rope breaks in this kind of match. Like, what are you following the rules for? It yeah, just follows the consistency. And like, why is Scott Steiner hiding the fact that he's using the pipe? Like yeah, false count anywhere. No DQ. Anywhere, yeah, no DQ. Like, wait, why are we being sneaky about all this stuff? That didn't make sense to me at all. Like why is she distracted the ref? While Rick's beating up DDP, I don't get it. Like none of it made mm-hmm. sense. It was weird. It was like they knew it. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it felt like they knew that this was the end in this match, but in like the cruiserweight tag team tournament, they didn't realize that the, the promotion was ending in three weeks. Like they're like, nah, no, you guys go. Like, yeah, your you're all the future you're the future.
0: And there's these two guys. It's like, look, we're
1: done. So just we're we're both going to WWE. We don't care. We're we're just gonna we'll phone whatever. it in. But maybe next time we have a bet, I'll pick something better. Because I always win. <laughs> well, always. Maybe this weekend you'll win. So
0: you had, I mean, Steiner was champ. He lost the title eight days later to Booker T. Booker T was dual champ heading into the purchase. So kind of tells you where everything was.
1: Again, I, 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 that, doesn't make, that didn't make sense to me. Because it was funny on that last Nitro. <laughs> I distinctly remember of one of the commentators going like Booker. She's the future of this company, man. we <laughs> cool champ future of this company. Top star. I then understand. this McMahon man shows up and he goes, I bought this motherfucker. <laughs> Screw you guys. Yeah. I'm doing things my way.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at like Steiner's heavyweight title range from when he won. And he beat Booker T for the title back in 2000 at WCW Mayhem, and the match was a
1: straight jacket caged heat match. What even is that? I don't know, but I'm gonna watch it and find out because I, I don't remember. They had some weird gimmicks at WCW: Judy Bag on a pole. They had like an iron glove match at one point, like a yeah, coal, coal miner's glove. Coal miner's glove, three stages of hell cage thing, but the three cage thing that was always kind of cool though. I so kind
0: of there, there was some fun stuff mixed in there.
1: They had some decent ideas, but they had some really drizzling shit ideas, which was WCW Creed 2001.
0: Yeah, but it was still fun to watch it. Talk with you. I enjoyed. Yeah,
1: it. yeah, I had a good time. I'd do it again. All right, we'll just lose the next bet, and we'll we'll just. Oh, I,
0: I get to pick the next one, so. That's
1: true. You did. You won the next one, so whatever next one we review is up to you.
0: Yeah, so I'll pick, I'll pick a fun one. and We'll do it, you know, down the road, and we'll have a little bit of fun with it.
1: There you go. I love it.
0: Hell yeah. This was a good time for those listening. Well, I mean here, if you have anything to plug, go ahead right now. And then, you know, we'll continue on with socials and all that sort of stuff.
1: I don't know anything to plug. Just my show Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Between Two beers with my co-host JPJ on Love Wrestling. That's always a good yeah. time. Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. with you for 4 Exposure on Love Wrestling. That's always a great time. I always have yeah. good times. I have a good time. I have great co-hosts. Can I just say that real quick? I plug my co-host JPJ, Blair, the two of my main shows. Like You guys, yeah. do. You guys do, you do an too. awesome job. You guys make my week much better. So wow. that, that's what I'm plugging. That's what I got, my co-hosts. I'm plugging them. Cool. And what about social media? Oh, well, social media, I'm on there, too, doing my thing. Pluggo, at Pluggo underscore. I forget, this is, like, recorded live, but it's also on a recorded, so I'm not thinking about the audio listener. I'm thinking about these people, but (laughs) the audio listener, yeah, you can find me at Pluggo underscore on Twitter, at Pluggo on Blue Sky, at Pluggo on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all, it's everywhere. Just look for Pluggo. That's where you find me. The show page for Between Two Beards is B2Beards for all of the updates on that. we got some cool stuff coming up there. And at 4 Pot for the mm-hmm. 4 Exposure Show. You can find me there, too.
0: So, I mean, for those listening, I mean, we record this. I put the audio out on the Maker podcast feed. The yeah. video, uh, so you can watch our beautiful faces chat about this, goes up on the Love Wrestling Patreon. Ooh. So I, I i suggest to subscribe. I suggest subscribing to it. There's lots of incredible content on there, lots of video stuff. You yeah. will not be disappointed. There's new stuff up there weekly. So, the the crew at Love Wrestling does a great job providing some fantastic entertainment for you on the Patreon. Off the Patreon, on weekly shows. So definitely check it out. Shoot them a yeah. follow. You give a, yeah, give us a dollar. So. <laughs> Okay, so I'd Plugo, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, it was my pleasure. So hopefully the listeners will go follow you on your socials, check you out on your weekly shows, one of them with me. That's right. um, So I appreciate you joining me, and I appreciate the listeners stopping by, giving this a listen. <laughs> if it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at Pod. I still call it Twitter. All other social medias, Graymaker Wrestling Podcast. Email graymakerpodcast at gmail.com. Up on all podcast streaming platforms. I also have a few t-shirts left available. I would love if you would buy one so you can look very fashionable as we head into this fall season. It'll go with any and all outfits while you're drinking your PSLs, crunching on some leaves, having a great time. So please pick one up. And as my wonderful co-host Plugo mentioned earlier you can find us weekly doing four exposure upon love wrestling so thank you for checking out the podcast we will talk soon